Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Driven with AC Cristales. For today's episode, I have a special interview, but before we get into the interview, I just want to let you guys know that this interview was supposed to be released yesterday, Tuesday, June 2nd, but I joined in the movement, you know, Blackout Tuesday. There's a lot of issues going on right now with regards to race. For many years, people of color have experienced discrimination and have experienced injustice. So it's imperative that we do our part as a person of color, you know, 100% Latino. I know what it is to be discriminated against. I know what it is for somebody to judge me not based on my character, but based on the color of my skin, based on the fact that my name may be a little weird, based on the fact that my surname, you know, is a Latino surname. And so it's time, you know, it's been time that we stood up, that we did whatever it is that we can do to make sure that these injustices stop. If it means voting, then you vote. If it means posting something on social media, then you do it. If it means joining Blackout Tuesday, then you do it. But more importantly than that, I want you to think about what you can do in your community. I want you to think about what you can do in your family. I want you to think about what you can do if you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're a teacher, if you're a principal. I want you to think of what you can do at your job with people who may be of color. And I want you to reflect, how do I treat that person who doesn't look like me? How do I treat that person that doesn't Do the same things that I do. I believe that true change begins in our heart. So I want you to self-examine your heart and think about, man, am I treating everybody with respect? Am I treating everybody with compassion? Am I seeing them the way that the creator sees them? Now, I said that strategically and intentionally because that's one of the things that my guests on today's show talked about. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But more than that, I just want to encourage you. Be the change because change begins with you. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast interview. Mm. I can't let a day go by without praising his name. I'm not ashamed to proclaim that Jesus is the real thing. J-E-S-U-S, King of King and Lord of Lords. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Driven with AC Cristales. On today's show, I have the privilege and the honor of interviewing a friend who I've known for more than 15 years. So you know what? That makes him more than a friend. That makes him a brother. And we finally reconnected after a couple of years of not seeing each other. So I'm excited about interviewing him. I'm excited for him to share his heart, to share his movement, to share his mission. Without further ado, allow me to introduce to you the messenger Jesse Holmes. What's up, brother? Not much, man. How you doing, man? Glad to be on the show, man. For sure, for sure. All right, so before we get started with the questions that I had for you, I'm just going to put you on the hot seat real quick, ask you, you know, just to break the ice a little bit. I'm going to ask you 30 seconds worth of questions, and you'll just have to give me your answer, all right? You ready? All right, let's do it. All right, so let me go ahead and set up the timer. Here we go. First one, coffee or tea? Coffee. All right. Favorite movie? Warriors. Best concert you've ever been to? David and Tamla Man. One place you want to travel to? Canada. Favorite musical singer or group? Um, 
Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Oh, oh man, oh man, thirty seconds. I, I guess I missed out. I come back. <laughs> all right, Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Warriors? When you mean Warriors, you mean like nineteen eighty one Warriors? Like yeah, yeah, oh you yeah, Coney Island. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> Warriors come, come out, out to play. play. No doubt, man, it, man. No doubt. So, come on, man. Favorite musical? You, you're, you're a rapper, brother. Come on. Favorite musical group or singer? Or singer, yeah. Uh, musical group, I would say Mint Condition. Okay. Singer, I would have to say uh, Charlie Wilson, man. Charlie Wilson. Yeah, All right, brother. Yeah, you yeah. that R&B, baby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I got to be honest, man. It's in the, his back is in church and everything and you just hear it throughout all of his stuff you can always hear that undertone but I, I think it's because I love the way he writes about life yeah he writes about life and the mint condition I think is the thing about them is that live band action man. oh for sure oh the band for is sure. off the chain what was, their, what was their number one song was it uh, Pretty Brown Eyes yeah Breaking My Heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know right? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I just keep it with 100, man. I just love them, man, because I love live musicianship, yeah. and I love writers. There you go, for sure, yeah. for sure. And they don't make R&B like they used to. Nah, they just, they just don't do it. They man. don't, they you don't. Know. Yeah, one of the best concerts that I went to was a Babyface, man. Yeah. And the reason I liked this because all his musicians were, he had live musicians, yeah. so there was no yeah. DJ, there was no, you know, playing tracks, man. It, it was it all makes live band. man. You can yeah. feel it, you can feel it. It ain't pre-recorded, you ain't structured. With live musicianship, man, you can go wherever you want to, man. I feel like that's how life is. It's in live and living color, man. For sure, for yeah. sure. All right, brother. So let's just go ahead and get started by yeah. uh, giving the listeners a bit of information about, you know, your family, your background, and, you know, how all that led to where you're at right now. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm from McKinney, Texas. Uh, everyone knows me by Jesse the Messer. My name is Jesse Holmes, Jr. from McKinney, Texas. Uh, graduated from McKinney High School, the McKinney Lions. Right? Yeah. Oh, Lions. Lions, yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay. the, <laughs> the Lions. And, uh, you know, uh, I come from... Uh, I come from a two-parent household, but most of my friends that I acquainted with, you know, they didn't always have that, you know, and uh, I was raised in church. I wasn't sent to church. I was raised in church. My mom, church secretary, dad, head of the deacon board, and sometimes it was only our family there. So I saw a lot of these things, and I was a drummer at church. I'm a percussionist, and uh, but as I began to get older, a lot of my friends were doing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Church had started becoming something obsolete in my mental. I still had to go, but I didn't want to be there. So in the long and short of it, the moment I got a chance to get a little rope, you know how to say give, yeah. give them a little rope, I, I, I found myself not wanting to be in church because not that church did something to me, but I felt like I was missing something by being in church. I yeah. was missing something out there. And, and coincidentally, I got out. And uh, I experienced a lot of the world in a very short time to help me to understand this ain't the house supposed to rock, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, with that man, uh, I, I had a, I had, I became a young father at a very young age, seventeen. Okay. And uh, by my girlfriend from high school, I had two sons by her, and that didn't work out. You mm-hmm. know, I tried to stay there. You know, it didn't yeah. work out. And we have no bad blood even to this day, but my son's is 34 and 35. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I had to go through some tough stuff to learn how to be a father For sure. by a decision I made that I shouldn't have been making at that age. Mm-hmm. But I had to take ownership. So football and all those things I love to do were going out the window because I knew I was going to only go to college off a of scholarship that left, you yeah. know, 
because I had responsibility. And eventually I got married a few years later, stayed married 25 years. And uh, the lady I was married to, she decided that I wasn't uh, what she wanted anymore. The yeah. life of marriage wasn't what she wanted anymore. We had a young son out there. He's 25 now. But when I say all that is because when I got saved, I was 19. Yeah. Through all this, I done found God in it, but I still got some rocky patches going on. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just because I found God or God, I accepted God, it didn't alleviate the troubles I had, but what it did, it helped me navigate through them better. Okay. And so I had to go through some ups and downs, man. And um, But what I found out was the God of my mom that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just go off their testimony is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> my dad's God wasn't good enough because yeah. I had to come to know him for myself. And eventually I came to know God for myself. But I've discovered in that is where my purpose in life really was fulfilled. Okay. Right there. And once I come to know God and I found out it was what I had been doing the whole time anyway, always encouraging people. Yeah. And letting them know, man, you better than this. You can be this. But I didn't know how to connect with that Mm -hmm. until I found a true relationship with my Heavenly Father. Okay. And from there, you know, thus you see Jesse the messenger and there are many more layers to it. But that's kind of just a backdrop of where I come from. For sure. We're going to get We're going to get yeah. into that because yeah. obviously I know I know, know a little about about Jesse the messenger. But yeah. let me just ask a question, you know, so raised in church, you know, your parents are taking you to church and, you know, they see you go your own way. So in, in a sense, it's kind of like, you know, what was coming to my mind is I was listening to you to you speak was the prodigal son. Right. Like you go, you do your thing, you go and then you realize like, man. Yeah. Like you said, I need the relationship with God. I can't depend on the relationship that my mom has with God. I can't depend on the relationship that my dad has. I have to have that. So what was their take when you came to your senses, right? Like like yeah. the Bible says about the yeah. prodigal son, he came to his senses. Well, that take was actually the night that I got saved, man. I had um, me and my partners, man. We had just left the liquor store. Okay. <laughs> we had just left the liquor store. We had bought all our stuff. We had just got off of work. We got gathered all our stuff that we were going to have and had my bag of weed. Yeah. <laughs> I had my joints. I had my drink. And we were all hooked back up a little later. Everybody going to go get home, go get fresh. Well, my brother told me about an incident that happened at the church with some visiting guys and an evangelist that came through. And I said, well, man, I'm going to swing by the church. Let me go take care of this business. I'm going to handle this dude up real quick. You know, I'll do martial arts and all yeah, of this stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, let me just one, two punch to get this dude dealt with. And I'm coming back to the block. Well, that was January 19, 1989. Okay. I went in that church that night and the preacher was preaching. He said, what is your biggest request you have before God? And if you open your mouth wide, God will fill it. He said, and if you die tonight, where would you spend eternity? I heard that a thousand and one times. Yeah. But that night, it was different. Okay. Because I done went up in the church house, man. I got devilish deeds on my mind. Mm-hmm. Wrong place, wrong time, but right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and conviction hit me. And the guy that I was trying to get get into it with, uh, I shoved him in the side with some drumsticks trying to provoke him and he grabbed me and hugged me. He said, man, I love you. Wow. Didn't even know me. Yeah. First time seeing me. Yeah. But he saw it was something more in me that was going on and that was more to me. Yeah. And the long and short of it was that night I got saved filled with the Holy Ghost 
And me and that guy are best of friends now. He's a bishop, man. I'm an evangelist. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a powerful right, story right, right there. Right there in Dallas, man. He does gang intervention work and yeah. stuff. like. And I've been to several of his events, and I preached at his church several times. Matter of fact, just probably a month and a half ago. But one situation that was meant for evil, God turned that thing around for good. And it was because God had a greater need in my life and a greater a uh, uh, job that he wanted me to do take that same energy yeah and I need you to go compel other people to see themselves how I see them okay not turn them into church people yeah see themselves how I see them yeah and that's where uh, things change for me man mm -hmm. things change because he saw something in me when I was looking one way he saw something past the outer layer yeah yeah that's awesome man that's awesome. So I'm sure your, your parents were happy with that, yeah, right? You yeah, know, just and my parents were like, man, you know. Something they've been praying for, right? And there's always yeah, that pro the power of a but, praying mom, yeah. right? And so and so with that, you know, after that service and stuff, the next day, you know, after it all hit me, what decisions I had made, my parents had said to me, we gave you back to the Lord when you was a baby. We knew it would be only a matter of time before you came in. So they wasn't surprised. They were just happy that they had a chance to see their son come to the Lord. Yeah. A lot of times parents don't get a chance to see that in their children, the conversion of their life being made for them walking with God. And my parents got a chance to see it where there were so many young men at my age back then, 21, 20, you know, 19. I was, just, I was 19, just had turned 20, you know, most of them were getting killed. And still, even today, some of them don't really make it past 25. Yeah. But my parents got a chance to see it because my daddy was a gangster, man. Yeah. My dad was a hit man. My mm. dad, he ran bootleg from here to Mexico. Okay. All the time. Yeah. So he had a rough life that we didn't get a chance to see all of it. But his thing was, how could God take a man that was so bad and give him a son? that turns into an evangelist. Wow. And he's still floored by that just last week we were talking about. It. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Very good. So what do you believe is your life's mission? And the reason I asked that, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, and, and I've been saying this a lot, but I just want to reiterate to reiterate this to the listeners, man, that, you know, this is the mission driven podcast. And I truly believe that we're all blessed with a mission. So you kind of touched on it a little bit. You talked yeah. about your, your evangelist, but in terms of, of everything, right? What do you believe is your life's mission? In, 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 uh, in terms of everything, <clears throat> Whether I'm in the church house, whether I'm in a civic center, whether I'm in a large conference, whether I'm on a radio show, my, my, my life mission is, is to help people to identify and see themselves how the creator made them. Okay. Because I realize I'm not always talking to believers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everybody believes in something. And I say to you, if whatever you believe in is motivated by love, joy, and peace, then I think you have to question what it is you say you're driven to do. Mm -hmm. So in this sense, because I know we got a broad audience, but at the same time where I am, when I speak to people, my mission is to help them to see themselves for who they've been created to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if I can help you look into that, because a lot of times most people want you to see them, uh, uh, see yourself how they see you. Yeah. I don't want you to see yourself how I see you because if 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 I'm seeing you as a millionaire, the creator may be saying you're a billionaire. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to sure. always yeah, be yeah. more. So let me turn you towards the creator, the one that created us. Look and see how much you match up to what he says you should be. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And uh, so that's my life mission, man, is to help people be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And the only way to do that, you got to have a relationship with a higher power. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And you know what I love about that? And I know knowing from, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, we've known each other for a long time, yeah. man, is that it's not just in the church house. It's not just in the civic center. It could be at a store, man. Absolutely. You got that heart. I mean, I can't specifically remember when we met, man, yeah. but there was something that connected us, man. And that's, you know, when you talk about having that relationship with God, sometimes the spirit just draws you to people, man. You know, yeah. I mean, who would have thought, you know, I was like 15 yeah. when I met you, you know, and obviously doing my, my Christian rap thing, my gospel yeah. rap thing, yeah, you were doing yeah. your gospel rap thing and God just connected us. And, and here we are, man. I'm, I'm 38. So 23 yeah. years later, yeah, man. You know, I'm 51. Yeah. Man, so, you know? wow, dude, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And you know, one of the, one of the memories that I can recall, man, is, you know, cause I just want to let you know, mm-hmm. In terms of your life mission, in terms of you seeing, um, helping people see the see themselves the way God sees them, was right. I remember you telling me about that Og Mandino book, the greatest salesman wow, in, the world, in, the, in the world. So you you blessed my life because Og Mandino is one of my favorite authors, man. Wow. So you see that, like yeah. you know, I was fifteen, right? And at fifteen, you know, sometimes you want to think like you know everything. You're like, hey, God, you're like a baser. Have you read this book? He's like, you need to read this book. Read his book, read that book, read the greatest success in the world. Wow. I'm, I'm telling you, man. So. Hey, bro, you're taking me back, man. <laughs> Dude, I forgot I even gave it to you. Yeah. Because it's, you know, when when you get inspired to do yeah. something for somebody, yeah. you just do it from the heart. Yeah. You don't think about it, man. You're like, in that moment, I got to do this. Yeah. And man, don't you know, I know I've given that book away at least six times. Yeah. I've given away six times. Every time I meet, Lord, just drop give it to him. Give yeah. it to him. And I would do it, man, and not knowing fully why, but I just knew it was an interesting book, man, of commitment, dedication, resilience, tenacity, and the ability to take something that somebody see that is worth so much value, but it has to be the right person, bro. For sure. And, dude, this is blessing me more than you know. <laughs> Over 15 years later, here I am. Yeah, man. I cast with your own brother, man. Yeah, and I and I remember that, man. I remember, you know, going into your home, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we, we talking about making music and, you yeah. know, you listening to my first, you know, my first and only album, you know. <laughs> wow, dude. But, you know, the, the, the ministry, man, and just, yeah. Yeah, those are those are some good memories. Oh, so that's good, man. How does so your life's mission, man? And thank you so yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. So how does it how does it look now, you know, to the work that you do, you know, because obviously, you know, I want you to talk about, you know, your radical, powerful, motivational movement. Uh So how does that look? How does that look look right now? What that looks like now is, one, I'm God's free man. Okay. In order to be uh, radical, powerful, and motivational, a lot of times when we hear radical, we constantly think uh, or instantly think of, someone being doing some damaging things mm-hmm. and you know terrorism no no i'm talking about a resilience okay it's the resilience and the commitment of staying focused in the midst of adversity in the midst of opposition in the midst of loneliness in the midst of not knowing but you stay focused until it comes into focused where you do understand how to move at least to the next step. Yeah. So the RPM movement, the Radical Powerful Motivational Movement comes from the life of Christ. Okay. I looked at how Jesus was and the very scripture, the foundational scripture to that is Matthew 4 and 19. Okay. Follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. There it he is. He didn't say nothing else. 
You okay. gotta have a million dollars. You gotta have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just watch me yeah. how I treat people. Okay. Simple. There it is. But yet, it's the most difficult for people because it requires you to become selfless. Okay. Uh, for sure. And so, in that radical, powerful, motivational movement, what I saw was radical because we don't live according to the status quo of the world thinking. Mm-hmm. The world says, you my enemy, uh, uh, I'm a, you and I are enemy, so we fight each other. But the Bible says, love your enemy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's, 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 that's different than the status quo of the world thinking. Yeah. Powerful because you've identified with who you are and who you've been created to be. Motivational as people are drawn to you, you then turn them towards the creator. Yeah. So they too can experience that RPM life. So when you're radical, that means you're free spirit. When you're powerful, you're authentically unique. Yeah. Motivational, you empower. True power empowers. It does not dictate. No doubt. True power empowers. It does not dictate. Because when you dictate, that means you want people to only see you. But when you empower people, you help them to see themselves on a greater level. Okay, there it is. So how was this movement birthed? This movement was birthed through, um, I would say I didn't know at the time in high school and all these places. I just knew. I went back over my yearbook a few years ago. And I looked at it again. Uh, I saw it sitting on the shelf, but I didn't go back off into it. But as I, as I remember some of the comments people were write, they yeah. say, you're always an encourager. Just in the, yeah. Even though I was trying to fit yeah. in yeah. and do all this, they say, you always encourage people. You always stop the stop the skirmishes that's going on. You're a great guy. You're a great leader. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, I don't want to be that. I want to be the football jock, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> even though yeah. I had made some decisions, but that's what people knew of me. Yeah. So now, years later, when I look back at it, I found out what happened was the gentleman that I went to go have the altercation with at the church. He said, man, there's more in you. Yeah. And what he did was he said, you've learned how to be a warrior. Now you got to learn how to become a man of peace. I didn't understand what he was saying. Okay. And so what he taught me was how to take all of that tenacity and show me that only defeated warriors look for battles. Okay. That's good. Kings don't look for battles. Yeah. Battles are brought to them. And then before they go to battle, they use diplomacy first to try to remedy the situation. Battle is only the result of which cannot be uh, uh, diplomatically talked out. Yeah. But defeated warriors look for battles. Mm -hmm. Kings don't. Okay. So he said, you're royal. So kings sit and they... They give, they empower the kingdom. And so I didn't know what he was telling me. So I learned that you learn to empower people. Then people will yet come and be a uh, blessing to you willingly. So many times powers try to get people to serve them under such scrutiny and threatening them. Mm -hmm. But when you empower people, it's, it's impossible for them not to come back and return that love back to you because you've shown them how to become a better you. So it was birthed out of my coming to church to learn that I didn't really know what I thought I knew. Yeah. And what I was trying so hard to be, I found out all I had to do was just be it. I always tell people, stop trying to be what you already are. Okay. That's good. That's good. So you give your life to Christ when you're 19. Mm -hmm. You start doing work in, in, in the church. I started doing work in the church. Uh, actually started doing work on the street ministry. Okay. My brother was rapping. 
I was just his drummer. Okay. I was playing with him. We was going down to the, the downtown Dallas in the West yes. Ends. We was down at Door the Street. West End. <laughs> yeah. And the first, the first rap group I met was this Hispanic group called Street Hype. Oh, and Street Hype. That, yeah, that's yeah. Chris Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's who we hooked up with, man. <clears throat> and I tell you, from there, we just went traveling with them. They yeah. had to call us, let us know when they had stuff going on. You know, we mm. had, they, you had the landlines Yeah, yeah, then. yeah, the landlines. And so, uh, <laughs> Things were uh, 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 moving like that, and my brother finally picked up, went to Germany. I said, Lord, my brother go. He said, well, did you want to do gospel rap because of him or because of me? I said, I want to do it because of you. Yeah. And from that, Messenger, I got the name Messenger in 91. Okay. And my brother left in 90, he left at the end of 91. And at the beginning of 91, that's when we met Street Hype Number. But when he left, he was gone four years. So by this time, I'm by myself and God is grooming me. Didn't know it. Yeah. But I'm on the backside of the desert. He's grooming yeah, me, yeah. man. And so RPM came out of with the fact that my first album was called Radical Powerful. Yes, yeah. uh, Radical Power Move. Yeah. So that RPM is a theme. Now. Yeah. And I just believe that I wasn't the best rapper. Yeah. I didn't have the fly skills. Yeah. But I knew I had something to say. For sure. And that's the thing that I hung my hat on. I may not be the most decorated rapper, this and that, but I got some substance. Yeah. And that's what drove me to when I leave the stage, can I walk away knowing that the pieces that I wrote can speak for me if I never get a chance to have an interview? Okay. For sure. That's where the RPM was birthed out of. What can I leave if you never get interviewed? Can they understand where I'm coming from out of the piece I just got through spitting on stage? That's right. Yeah. And that's what connected us because yeah. I, I say the same thing. Yeah. You know, on this podcast, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've said the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I did it. You know, I started rapping when I was 13, 14 years old. You know, I'm not saying I was the best rapper, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. God's anointing was on my life. Yeah. You know what? I was like, God used me. That's what's up, man. You know, God used me. Yeah. Because and that's, a, that's, that's a great feeling. You know that. Yeah. I may not have all this, but one thing I got is God. Exactly. Exactly, and he and he's the one that makes the difference, you know. Yeah, so absolutely. for sure. So man, you've talked about you know you, you do you know you rap, and so now what do you do? You do a lot more poetry, spoke um, word. I I actually did. Here's what happened, man. <laughs> I noticed as I would go to different rap events. Yeah. The younger generation didn't know me because I didn't have the big name and lights and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the local artists knew me. Mm-hmm. They were like, dude, this is this is the OG right here. And so I would walk in and say, hey, how you young brothers doing? They're like, oh, what's up? What's up, school? Yeah. And I'll never forget, we walked in the event. I, I spoke to all the young brothers because I'm just like, yeah. I don't I don't go around name dropping. Yeah, I just yeah. don't do it. Yeah, for sure. And as I was walking off, the guys kind of shunned me. But it was a dude about 6'4". He said, bro, do y'all realize who this is? I said, no, nah, man. I said, man, this is Messenger. I remember him back in the day, this and that, on the streets, this and that. And yeah. man, I was humbled at the fact that he could say, I remember him back in the day on the street evangelizing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those things. And so all of a sudden, these guys that was talking about they was OGs in the game. They've been in gospel rapping for seven years. Yeah. This dude said, man, this cat come from 1991. Y'all just, y'all wasn't <laughs> even born, Harley, bro. They're pups, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, things change. Yeah. But what happened was, I said, God, I'm going to breathe on this mic. 
to the day my body dropped. Yeah. And I said, it's amazing they can sing songs till they're 80 years old, but when it comes to rap, they want to put a year on it, which that's just society. Yeah, for sure. I said, but Maya Angelou, she did poetry to the day she died. Okay. And I said, Lord, I said, show me how to reinvent mm-hmm. myself in a greater fashion. It's amazing. The same guys that wouldn't ask me to get on stage or nothing, you know, because I wasn't tripping. Yeah. All of a sudden, I walked out the front door, come back through the back door. Mm-hmm. I just, I say what the gospel right, what I did, I took my cadence, slowed the cadence down, yeah. gave a different, gave, gave a different formation to it. And they don't know that some of the same ones they love them right now is the same pieces I wrote in 1993, there you go. That's right. I just, I just came, I left one way and came back in a different way. And they just like, oh, eating it up. I'm like, dude. This all is, it is is that, what, yeah. you told me this too, man. I'll never forget, you told me this right here. You told me all it is is rhythm and poetry. Rhythm. I remember you told me that. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. You you were my mentor, man. I remember that, bro. Bro, you dropped yeah. the jewels back on me, yeah. man. Gosh, rhythm man. poetry with that Stephen Wiley yeah. rhythm poetry. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. Yeah, man. That's what's That's up. That's awesome, man. So, won't you tell the listeners, man? And you've kind of touched on this, but you know, maybe expound on it. Where does your where do you, where does your greatest inspiration come for for your songs for your for your poetry? Man, my greatest inspiration comes from. Um, Believe it or not, it's during the tough times. Okay. You know, even when the t- things are good, I can write about them. Yeah. But it seems like my creativity starts to flow during the tough time when I get by myself. Like, God, what is it? Yeah. What, 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 what's, for all of this to be happening, it has to be a message here. For sure. What is it that we need to see? What is it that we need to connect with? So my greatest inspiration comes from not that you look for trouble, but it seems like when that happens, that's when God starts speaking to the voice of leaders. Okay. You know, uh, it wasn't until the children of Israel were in trouble and they kept yelling for a leader and God raised up Moses. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, uh, so when we're in difficulties and we're going through our life struggles, I say, okay, God, what is the next move? Mm-hmm. And so from there, I can be riding and God will drop things on me, man. And so my inspiration comes from knowing that out of every life event, there is a message for us. There's something for us to gain from. So there, I start going through it like a gold mine. Okay. I start digging through yeah. it. You know, you find a little bit here and there, but you just keep digging, man. And if you keep digging long enough, you're going to finally run up on that nugget, man. Mm-hmm. And that's where my inspiration comes through. It's through life events, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, and in the most place where I get uh, my most inspiration of writing in those moments, it's when I sit quiet. Mm-hmm. God, God does not t- talk to a confused mind. Yeah. He does not. You have to be quiet. And most time people equate quietness means everything is peaceful around you. Mm-hmm. No, you have to be peaceful on the inside yeah. in the midst of chaos. Jesus did it on the boat. Okay, for sure. Same storm they had to do scared. Same yeah. storm Jesus walked up. He slept. He slept, he right? Slept he slept through it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the peace on the it's the peace on the inside yeah. and I said we have to learn how to speak to the storm within us yeah. and when we do that that's when God speaks to us okay there you yeah. go so one of your favorite pieces man that you've written one of my favorite pieces that I've written is I got two okay go ahead but the one that speaks to me throughout life yeah 
is second chance. Okay. I know people be talking about, I'm on my third, fourth, fifth chance. I said, well, that's, <laughs> that's not where I'm coming from. Yeah. Where I'm coming from is after Jesus, there's nothing else. Okay. He's, he's, the, te- he's the template of what life shall be, what life can be, and what life will be for those that accept it. Okay. Because whether you believe in Jesus or not, <clears throat> he's become <clears throat> he's become one of the most sought after leaders in business. Okay. In relationships of understanding relationships, understanding having a uh, a walk of life that is a servanthood to others. Mm-hmm. People always reference him. Whether they believe in all the other stuff or not, yeah. they cannot deny the principles he lived by. No doubt. So with that, man, I I take the one second chance is because if he's the best template, mm-hmm. what else is there to look for? Okay. So when I've looked everywhere else, this brought me right back to this is the... Adam was the first template. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the second template. Okay. After that, there's nothing else. That's it. Because he frames up everything of how God would want us to treat each other. Okay. And that's why I say, I'm not trying to make nobody come to my type of religion. No, you need a relationship. No doubt. I've never, I'm, man, even when I was young, I didn't get into the religious stuff. Yeah. I didn't believe that. I just, I just believe you're supposed to have a great relationship with God and he'll teach you whatever you know. Sure. So that's been my best piece. Second, second chance in my best piece because it says even in that second chance of you trying to really find your way in life, there are many opportunities. But the thing about that, we never know when it's our last opportunity. Yeah. That's the thing. There you go. And so uh, the second piece, I wrote this piece called Queen, and it's about my fiance. Uh, you know. See, no wonder you said yeah. mint condition, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mint condition. No wonder you're talking about yeah, mint condition. Now nah, I know, man. Yeah, yeah, so we getting ready to go, getting ready to move to Canada. But Queen, man, I wrote that piece in about 20 minutes, but it was one of those ones that was inspired because I, I looked at everything and I listened to everything that was important to her. Yeah. And the main thing that got me about uh, my queen was she said this, I want a man that loved God. Okay. That loves his mother and father. A man that loves his family and a man that will love me unconditionally and help lead me into the things of God for our life. Okay. If you notice the thing that was the common denominator was God. Mm-hmm. And I want to be led. Yeah. Bruh, that is not always the conversation of women these days. No doubt. <laughs> That's that means you have to know who you are. Yeah. But yet knowing that you can't do this by yourself. But it takes God connecting you with the right person. So that piece is very valuable to me because it speaks to the heart of uh, Queen. Her name is Cindy. But it speaks to the heart of what she knew was important. Hmm. If God is not the core, we ain't got nothing. For sure. That's it. Yes. So it, 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 and it, and in, in a sense, it kind of mirror image just second chance. If Jesus is not the core, man, we're missing it. Mm-hmm. And I say, I tell people all the time, brother is if you don't believe in Christ, I can work with that. 
<laughs> I can work with that. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe in God. That's the start. No doubt. Because Jesus said this, I come to do the work of my father. Yeah. So if you believe in God and you believe in him long enough, he's going to lead you back to Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> so I ain't going to argue with that yeah. part. Just know that there is a higher power. There is a creator. There is God. There is the spiritual father. That If you believe that, it's hard to build a true relationship with him and then not acknowledge who his son is. Mm -hmm. So I don't worry about that kind of stuff. No, I used to. Yeah. But I found out as I teach people to see yourself how God sees you. And the only way you're going to see that, you have to look through that mirror of Jesus, how he did treated people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, with that song, Second Chance and Queen, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, man, you know, that's, Christ is the best answer, right? Yeah. And when we find that best answer and when we know and we believe, you know, and again, obviously there's, you know, people out there who may not believe, but when we've had that experience, I've always said this, man, no matter how, you know, people, we make mistakes, we're unfaithful. And yet God remains faithful. Christ remains <clears throat> faithful. Right. But I, I, I've always said this, that once you've had that true experience with Christ, mm -hmm. you're never the same. Yeah. You could be at a bar five years later yeah. and that spirit's convicting you. You know what I'm saying? You could be <laughs> at a club time, 10 years later and that spirit's convicting you because when you've had an authentic relationship and encounter with God, you're never the same. When you've had that encounter with Christ, you're never the same. So let's connect it to what you wrote with Queen. It's the same right. thing. Same. You met you you met her, mm -hmm. right? And, and she told you, you know, the way that she talked about God and man, that touched you. Yeah. You'll never be the same because I'd encounter with her. It didn't so yeah, encounter, man. I see that. That's I see how talk, you said, man. you know, it connects, <clears throat> you know? Real talk, man. And you know, um, I believe life events are always designed to bring us to a better you. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I love that. It's always designed to bring you to a better you. But you know what I found out? <clears throat> the first thing people have to do is be willing to look in the mirror. Okay. To be willing to look in the mirror. Yeah. If you're afraid to look in the mirror at yourself, then real life will never begin for you. Because mm -hmm. you got to face who you are. Yeah. And most of the time, we want to see who we are in the mirror by the standards that we've set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But can you look in the mirror and see yourself how God sees you? Do you love unconditionally? Yeah. Do you forgive? Do you love your enemies? Not that you're walking around, but can you forgive somebody that's wronged you? Yeah. Can you really love your neighbor as yourself? Yeah. You won't kick yourself, don't kick your neighbor. It's, it's those things right there and those were the nuances I had to look at because I had got bitter yeah. because I had been through so much yeah. and and the thing thing with me was I I had grew accustomed to being the strong man mm -hmm. everybody come to Jesse because yeah. Jesse got a wise answer I didn't know what I was going to say but I just so after a while what happens is people feel like you don't go through nothing because you don't complain about oh, it oh that's true oh man that's good you don't yeah. complain about it I get so that they too always, they always <laughs> see strength yeah. and on the inside you be like man who can I talk to can, ooh, ooh, you know, speaking to me like, I don't <laughs> have nobody to talk to because everybody think I got it together Yeah. and you don't want to talk to the ones that's coming to you because you're trying to help them yeah so you kind of left to yourself, man. Yeah. And I didn't want to look in the mirror at myself because I knew how I was feeling, but I didn't want to face my reality. Yeah. But the moment I did, bro, it was the most 
horrifying thing. Yeah. But at the same time, the most burden lifting thing that most, I did. The most liberating thing. Oh, brother. For freedom, sure. Freedom. Freedom. Man. Yeah. It raises up off of you, bro. That's right. Dude, this is giving me life right here even more. Knowing 15 years later, stuff that you blowing my mind with, the book. Yeah. When we first met and some of the jewels that God gave me to drop on you, bro. Yeah, man. I had no clue. I'm telling you. I'll be sitting there across from the desk doing an interview with my man. That's right, brother. That's what's up, brother. That is, man. And, you know, I love that you said, you know, the reflection piece because that's one of the things that that I uh, I stress on this podcast, man, the power wow. of reflection, you know. So one of the first podcasts that I did for 2020 was um, talking about the power of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, so Aristotle said, you know, an unexamined life is not worth living. So you have to reflect. Right. And right. so in terms of <clears throat> reflecting as a man, reflecting as a Christian, re- reflecting as a person, a human right. being right, right now living in these times. Now, I know we didn't yeah. talk about this in the questions <clears throat> that I sent to you, no but problem, no problem, man, no. think about that. How much how much better would our world be if people really reflected and said, hey, do I really have heart? Do yeah. I really have a heart or do I really have compassion for somebody who may not look like me? So. Yeah. I'm Latino, you're African American, mm-hmm. but it's all love. It's we all never love. we never saw each other like that, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So how would our society be better, Man. especially with the things going mm-hmm. on right now, right? With the protests and the rioting. Yeah. And you know, people are gonna look at those people who are looting and rioting and they're gonna say they're savages and they're thugs and yet if they've never experienced that, right. They don't. They don't understand why. Now I'm not saying. Okay, I'm not saying out there that you know the looting and, and the rioting is. But I'm just saying like you have to really reflect on yourself because you can't control anybody else. No, no, the only can't. person you can control is yourself. So, are you being? How are you contributing to what's going on? You see what I'm saying? Right, so, right. I'm glad you said that, man. So, what's your take on that? Well, I, I believe that if our world would look at it through those lenses, what we will find is more camaraderie. Yeah. We'll find out that we all got something really in common, man. Yeah. And the thing that we have in common is that missing piece of God's unconditional love. Yeah. Because I got to be able to see more than just my family. I got to be able to see you and your family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How can I love you? How can I love you? Excuse me. How can I love you and then not love your family, even though I don't know your family, but you are an extension of your family. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of jacked up in any of our family. If you see me, it says there's some good people in this new family somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we could be the catalyst and we could be the link that causes change through nations. And when, when like the Bible said, nation will rise against nation, that's not just countries, this is nationalities. Yes, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And so for you and I, years later, to still be able to... And see, the thing about it is, years later, we've talked, but we never said this. Man, why you calling me? Ain't heard nothing from you. Because when you brothers, life is happening. When I see you, I'm just glad. Yeah, for sure. I know you said, man, you can do this on the Zoom if you want. No, I want to come see my brother. There you go. (laughs) I need to feel my man. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I appreciate the invite and the options, but I said, I need to feel my man heart. There you bro. go. There you go. This is love. So when we get past the social media, when we get back to physically touching and fist bumping true brotherhood, yeah. man, and let me hear your heart. Let me see your heart. I got to be able to listen to you and know when you're telling me something, but then I know, man, my bro hurt. Yeah. And I ain't got to know the problem. Hey, bro, let's just pray. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
that right there, man. And I believe the more we do that and we get back to that, what we're going to find is the heart of God in everybody. Exactly. The hardest of all thugs. Yeah. That's a piece of God in them. Let me show you why. Because the moment God blew the breath of life in Adam, he blew everything about him into Adam. Yeah. So I don't care how tough a person may be. Yeah. The moment their eyes come open to the relationship God would love to have with them, everything that they ever wanted, they'll discover is already in them. Yeah. Why? Because God blew his breath in him. Yeah. When he blows his breath in you, he blows everything in us that we need. Now it's up to us at access it. Yeah. We have to tap into it, man. For sure. But it's important, man. It's important to bottom line that you, you've been saying this from the beginning of this interview, man, to see to help you see yourself the way the creator sees you. Exactly. So that, and that helps us as well, man, as we go and we we live out our mission to know that even if this person doesn't look like me, you know what? He's God's child. Yeah. And they, he has a purpose. She has a purpose too. So that, that's awesome, man. So what are, what are your favorite mm-hmm. memories or success stories from, you know, just doing this radical, powerful motivational you movement? Know, you know what, man, with this RPM movement, I think the most fondest memories I have is when I see a brother or sister come to Christ okay. outside the four walls. Yeah. There you go. On the street, man. Yeah. You do it. It's, it's, it kind of it kind of make me all fuzzy on the inside, man. It's awesome. Because <clears throat> you see some people that was downtrodden and all of a sudden you set up on the corner with some bottled waters, mm-hmm. a power amp, mm-hmm. and you just start spitting your gospel raps and your poetry <laughs> and life comes into them, man. Yeah. Life just comes in because they're hearing something different than what they've been seeing all day. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like life is there when they all of a sudden they were surrounded by so much negative death talk, downtrodden talk. Hear somebody come in the midst of darkness and shine a big bright light. Say, boy, look here. Y'all come. Because when people see the light, they come to it because they find it's safety there. Yeah. And so, and when you see people give their life to God on the street corner, we may never see them again, but here's what the thing I do know, brother AC, is this. Once you have an encounter with the creator, you can never go back to living life the same way. Yep. You can never go back. Yeah. Because you're going to always remember that feeling. Yeah. Some take it and they blossom with it. Some take it for the moment, but it's okay. Yeah. Because you'll never be the same. Yeah, for sure. You'll never be the same. And so it's like you've been marked. <laughs> yeah. And so it don't matter how far you run, you're going to sooner or later come back to that or either you'll live a life most miserable trying to run from that. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Only two options. No neutral ground in that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I believe that we all have a platform. You know, yeah. you have a platform. I mean, man... I, you need, you know what? I want you to share that story that you that you shared about the um, that person following you on Instagram, okay? Because that's yeah. your platform. Obviously, that's not your only platform, man. But we right. all have a platform. You have a following. You have people who creep on your Instagram, and you don't even know. <laughs> so, what do you feel? I want you to share that story. Okay. But then after that, I want you to share. You know what? What do you feel? You know, is one piece of advice or pieces of advice that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Okay. Yeah. The 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 story you mentioned about is. Um, uh, life had hit me pretty tough, okay. you know, uh, went through a divorce, mm-hmm. you know, and 
nothing of my own or nothing like that. It's just it's like, I don't want to live this life no more. Yeah, I want to go experience on their more. part. On their part, yeah. yeah, on their part, they want to live. I try to not uh, accept that and try to reel her back in but you know you can't make people stay where they don't understand exactly so life happened so at this moment in my life man I was embarrassed I was I felt ashamed because I didn't have a real sufficient answer that I felt to say this is why she left it's like man that don't make sense it didn't make sense to me either but one thing uh, Jesus did stop Judas from doing what he did yeah he said whatever you're gonna do do it quickly man yeah Cause I see you, yeah. But go ahead, do what you're gonna do, yeah. Cause he he ain't gonna go against your will, and God's not gonna make you stay where you don't want to stay, yeah. And so I didn't leave, I didn't do one of these, but I stayed there. But in the midst of that, man, I found myself in a very dark place, and God was still letting people call me to come preach. Mm-hmm. I was angry, not at God. I was angry because I couldn't learn how to face what I was dealing with. And have an explanation. Yeah. And the Lord was saying some things don't need an explanation. And I could tell you why later on, why that did, why it didn't. Because as I was going through that, I said, God, you know what? I'm just, uh, I'm sold out to you anyway. I said, but the Lord reminded me of something the following year, 2016. He said, you remember what you preached in 2013? I didn't. So mm-hmm. I went back and found the message yeah. at the church in 2013, February of 2013. It was like February 22nd, something like that. Yeah. It was like the third Sunday of that month. It said, man, it doesn't matter who walks away from you. Friends, family, spouse, this. You got to stay and trust God. Boom. <laughs> there you go. And two years later. Wow. Wow. And the Lord said, did you really mean it? Well, I'm preaching because I'm trying to preach life in the people. Yeah. But then the things of the Bible started hitting me face to face. Yeah. And I had to be able to stand. And so in that, I, I got wrapped up in doing my Instagram posts and all this and didn't know that in 2017, a guy reached out to me. He's a street minister yeah. and pastor in Oakland, California. He said, man, I've been watching your page for a year. Wow. He said, I will get up every morning. I will tell my wife, man, let me go check, see what messages saying. No, not don't know me personally, yeah, yeah. but he just said, oh, I like this dude's pay. He said, because every time I was going through some building a street ministry, God would always give you a word. I would see you on the street with the other ministers doing this and it would just fire me up. And he reached out to me a year later, asked me to be a part of the traveling evangelist. Awesome. And we've been traveling international ever since. So, um, well, and the thing that he said was, I like how authentic that you are. Ooh, yeah. He said, man, and this is one thing, and this is when I knew he was really following. He said, man, you don't ever have a whole lot of likes. He said, sometimes maybe 30 views. Yeah. That's it. He said, but I was looking at your consistency. Oh I was looking yeah. at your commitment to there remain true to who wow. God has made mm. you to be. He said, and I was looking at how faithful you were and you would come on and drop something every day. Awesome. And he said, keep being who you are. This is where the RPM comes about right here. And so the piece of advice that I would give somebody is it may not look like things are moving. Yeah. But I promise you. The earth don't look like it's moving either, but it's spinning while we're sitting here Ooh, talking. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And so if you stay true to who you are, God will allow someone to see 
what he's planted in you and God creates platforms. The platform I use was Instagram and this, I didn't realize it. I was just being me, but Lord said, you preaching every day. So I don't need no pulpit. Instagram my pulpit. There you go. And it don't have to be churchy, churchy. Just tell somebody you love them and keep their head up. Because Jesus, every time Jesus didn't Bible thump people, he said, hey man, just get your head up, Martha. Get your yeah. head up, Mary. I'm the resurrection. It's going to be okay. Yeah. He ain't talking about in the book of John, he didn't do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, let's keep your head up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep hope go. alive. It's all good. So that's the platform. Whatever platform God has given you, use it. I don't care if it's on your job. I don't care if it's uh, uh, every time you go to coffee break and you meet the same person in the coffee room. That's a platform that God is creating for you to have an interaction with people. You got to know how to seize those small moments. I took the moment, used the platform. I stayed authentic. And that's the thing that most people give up, which is the rarest thing and the most valuable thing is your authenticity. So all I say to you, it doesn't matter how many people are cooking cakes and baking cakes. They don't have the same. They don't have the touch you have, because when God created us all, he all he gave us all a unique touch. Ten people could be doing a podcast show, but they don't have. The show that you have. Yeah. Because God has given you a special, unique gift to deliver it the way he gives you to deliver it. Yeah. So all I will say you to anyone, stay authentic. Okay. There you go. And you know, I want to add something to it with your permission. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Never underestimate the work that you do for the Lord. Look at that, bro. Wow. You would have never known. Had no he clue. saw that. He yeah. saw that for a whole year. You could have given up. Like he said, oh, you don't have that many likes. You could have you mm-hmm. seen those likes and been like, man, why am I doing this? Yeah. But you kept doing it because you were doing it unto the Lord. Yeah. And you were doing it because it's what you it's, felt your calling. That's your mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's my and mission. And look, bro. a year later. Yeah. And international. Then, and, and you yeah. met your fiance? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. As a, look yeah. at that. Traveling back and forth to Canada, <laughs> man. I'd have been there so many times. Yeah. In two years, man. And it's amazing the things that God is doing. And I'm blown away. And I said, Lord, all of this because I went to a church one night to fight an evangelist. Yeah. Then I become an evangelist. Yeah. And you stay consistent. I think there's, 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 there's blessings in consistency, man. You know, you know, especially nowadays, people want to jump from one thing to the next thing to the other thing. But man, if you stay planted and you just never know how far God can take you. This, this is, man, you don't know how much life this has given me, man. Just not many times you get a chance to hear the echoes are from those that you've ran across in life, you know, and to see you still plugged in, man. Yeah. And the, and the blessing is, that you were able to have hands on with my son at your school where yeah. you at. So, man, God had this thing all fixed, I'll man. And so, you know, brother, I, I thank God for the opportunity. I thank you for being who you are and allowing God to use you, man. Let me tell you, the the platform, I love it. When I saw it, I was just like, I'm in there, bro. Yeah. You, ain't, you ain't have to ask me twice. Yeah. I'm here, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know how we connected, man. So... Obviously, you know, two weeks ago, Mr. Solo, Gospel Gangsters, yeah, died, and man. Gospel Gangsters was was a group wow. that really got me, man. Yeah. You know, when I got saved, I was 13 when I got saved, and, you know, people were talking about, you need to listen to DC Talk, and I'm like, yeah. I can't hang with DC yeah. Talk, man. I'm listening to Snoop Dogg, I'm listening to, to Tupac and yeah, Eazy-E, like, come on, I can't listen to DC Talk, and, yeah. but then I heard the Gospel Gangsters, man, yeah. and you know what? They, they brought the word, man. They brought yeah. the gospel. They brought the good news, man, and so... 
I was just like, man, you know, let me see, you know, because obviously you want to, yeah. you, you haven't connected, I haven't, I hadn't connected with you, and so I looked you up on Instagram, and I found you, I was like, man, because, yeah, Gospel Gangsters, they, they were my group, but then God placed you in my life, too, man, because you were, you were one of the first people that heard the album that I recorded yeah, when I was man. 16, man, yeah, I remember man. sitting in your apartment yeah. complex, and we put it into your, oh, to the CD, man. see, back then, they were, we were streaming, there were yeah. CD players, so we put it yeah. into the CD player, yeah. And you were honest with me. You were like, look, man, this, you know, this beat, they don't have no bump and all that because, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah, that, that's a story in itself, me doing that yeah. album. But one of the things you were proud of me because I stayed with it. Right. I was 16, man, 16, yeah. 17 years old when that album came out, man. So, but man. yeah, so you got, God placed you in my life, man. And, you know, and, and here we are. Yeah. Here so we, we, are, we can, we can, we can look at this. You know, and see God's faithfulness, bro. Because, like you said, and thank you so much for sharing that—that that you saw me, and you know, you were proud to see that I'm still doing good. Right. I'm proud to see that you're still doing yeah, good. Man. That's God's grace, man. That's God's grace, man. And I'm kind of just thinking back. I'm thinking we met over off of Dairy Road. Was it at Mount Hebron Church? It was something over in that area that happened. And and because I knew, I don't know if that was the church you was. Doing. Or was it like Raymond Christian Fellowship? I know I did some stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was know, back in like Oak, the, Oak yeah, Cliff, man. man. So yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was so old. And then I know Gospel Gangster resonated with you because over off of Dairy Road, pretty oh, rough. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, understood yeah, yeah. that Dairy Road, yeah. baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, man. I've been sitting here like, Lord, where did I meet a blazer? Yeah. But you know what? It's it's God's grace and mercy, man. Uh, I remember just we ride by your house. I sit there and drop you off. We just chop it up, man. Your mom was so cordial and nice, yeah. man, and all this. Yeah. Your brother Axel playing yeah. the saxophone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played the sax on the track. There you go. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's man. what's up, bro. But man, let me tell you something, man. I, I'm I'm deeply uh, grateful and honored to be a part of this show, bro. And let me tell you like this, man. You. Your, your your articulation of the things you say is a um, it is a reflection of what I did see back then, bro. I'm like, this dude, one, you you had the heart and yeah. I saw it. And I'm like, dude, this dude's a pit bull right here, yeah, man. Yeah. All he need to be is put in the right direction. That's yeah, it, man. man. Appreciate that. And uh, I've always love taking guys and just nurturing them man and one thing I always have said man I don't want nobody to be me mm -hmm. be better than me yeah. I feel like this and I will say this and I'm probably uh, I feel like if you are a teacher mm -hmm. a teacher that fails to learn from his students is a teacher that has utterly failed yeah for sure you, you got to be able to learn from your students because the only way you can teach them well you got to be able to relate to where they are and take what they say and help them to articulate it in a way that is most conducive for them in order to grow their hearts, their minds, their faith, their courage, and yep. all these things. And I find a lot of times most teachers fail because they don't allow the students to be authentic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, bro, I you love want, They want to keep them in, in the box, you know? In the box, man. Yeah. Man, live outside the box, man. Yeah. There's so much freedom there. Nah, but you know what? As you're saying that, man, I will say this. You know, obviously, you know, you knew my history, man. I grew up, you know, with a single mom, man. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that God, in fact, my, my prayer when I got saved was I didn't I didn't know how to pray. So I prayed, God, I need a father. So God became my father, you know, wow. when I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. But in the midst of that, God brought people in my life, too. 
so you're like a surrogate father, you know what I'm saying? You're like a father figure, you know? And and so that, that's, I've always seen my life like that. I've always seen God's hand on my life, no matter how far I've, I've ventured off because, you know, I'm I'm not perfect, man. You know, I've made my share of mistakes, you know, but no matter how far I've ventured off, God, God's hand has always been on my life. God has always placed people in my life who have helped me. And that's why I say, and I stress this on the show that no one is made a success by themselves. No, brother. There's people in our lives who have blessed us. And here we are, bro. Here's here, here's yeah. the fruit right here. Yeah. Living proof. We're all standing on the shoulders of someone else. And if you're standing on the shoulders of someone else, it tells you the strength of the person's shoulders that you're standing yeah, on. For sure. So, you know, that's a blessing within itself, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. You know what I'm saying. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything Likewise, that you baby. that you did for opening your home back then to to a 15 year old yeah. Latino kid. You know what I'm saying, and, and, and schooling me on some music thing. And yeah. man, here we are, bro. So yeah. I'm happy for you. Oh, I'm, I'm just happy to see that you're doing well, that you're staying faithful, and that you're getting yeah. married, man. It's yeah, great, man. man. That's, that's, what's up, that's, man. that's and, awesome. And you know, it ain't gonna stop. Anytime I'm there in Canada, we need to do another show. We can always zoom it for out. For sure, you know we'll, we'll zoom it out for sure, yeah, man. man. But I, that's what's up, brother. All right, brother. So where can people find out more about okay. you, man? Here's your uh, time to plug plug your show, plug your plug your Instagram. All right. You can find me on uh, Facebook. My fan page on Facebook is Jesse the Messenger. And also, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Messenger RPM, all one word. Uh, that's with two R's in it. And also, I have uh, the RPM movement on mess on uh, Instagram, which is my apparel side of things of the RPM stuff. And also, you can find me on YouTube, uh, the mess Jesse the Messenger on there. Also on YouTube, I have a project that's on there uh, that I released a couple of years ago. I'm working on some new. Uh, Project stuff right now, but it's Jesse the Messenger, the next chapter. Okay. And so you can find that. You can also stream Queen. It's also on there. So everything is pretty uniform. And on Tuesdays, we do a uh, Facebook Live. Okay. On Tuesday, uh, if you find Jesse the Messenger or Jesse Holmes, you'll find me on there. It's public. So it'll be live on Facebook at 7 30. Uh, we do uh, Facebook. Is that live. Central Time or? Yes, Central Time. Okay. Uh, 7 30 uh, Central Standard Time. On Tuesday, on Thursday, we do an Instagram live where McQueen and I, we come on and we bring different guests on. And that is 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Instagram. That's at the Messenger RPM or either Cindy Kane, um, C-Y-N-D-I-C-A-I-N, because we shift out in um, doing the uh, hosting okay? because she may have guests so she'll host and yeah. I'll just come in and out so and we do normally about two hours okay. they give you a whole hour window so yeah. we come right back so those things you can find me there uh, we're also working on an e-commerce store right now uh, and you go to RPM Movement on Instagram you can hit that you can see some of the t-shirts and different things that we have in, on the e-commerce store so uh, other than that I'm usually doing poetry Every first and third Saturday, now that they're starting to open things back up, at the C Square Cafe in Carrollton, Texas, at 1101 Broadway in Carrollton, Texas. And uh, so, but if you catch me on any of these uh, social media platforms, you'll definitely see a flyer or anything. All right, sounds good, brother. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your heart, man. And thanks so much for coming and wanting to be here. And, you know, in the flesh like you said bro so yes, thank sir. you man I love you brother and I pray that God will just continue to bless you man alright All right, man God bless. God bless he gave me a second chance not only once but twice that's right brothers and sisters he's been far better than nice 
Living my life like a game of dice, gambling every chance. I could have crapped out and been a dick. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Jesse the Messenger. I know I did. It had been years since we had connected. And, you know, it just felt like old times, you know, felt like old times just, you know, sitting here, chopping it up and just talking about the things of God, talking about the calling in our life. So I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you heard something within this podcast that can motivate your life, that can inspire your life, that can empower your life, you know, as you go and pursue your calling, as you go and pursue the things that you know you've been called to do. As always, I'm so thankful that you've decided to listen to this show. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review it. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button. I'm so thankful. You know, I know I say it a lot, but it's because it's true. But guys, I wish you nothing but the best. As always, remember that the mission is now, so remain mission-driven. And until next time, faith, hope, love.